You're listening to the best breakfast show in the land. So on the line, we have Umatelang Mukhodi, the founder and principal of Snooks Estate. And she is here to talk to us about deceased estates. And actually, I mean, I, I need to understand this because when I hear deceased estates, I immediately think of the person who has passed on. But um, it's, it's a legal term. Tell us what this deceased estates means. And welcome to the show, Mukhodi. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Um, so, so we call it a deceased estate because it is, a, a, you know, when a person dies, yes, then the person has probably owned some property, some assets. Mm-hmm. So that forms part of the estate. What the, the thing that that person owned, but because they are deceased, it is called a deceased estate. So that those all of those things can be taken into consideration. So the person owed these things, and we form. This is what is in that estate. So, what is actually added to this list? Is it is it income, liabilities, debt, properties? What what's what's on the list? It is everything. So, so for instance, if somebody owns a property, owns a car, owns any other assets, they get put on on a list because, as you know, I mean, when somebody dies. Uh, it's a variety of a will, it doesn't a will, then they can say uh, what they have and where it's going. So it's all of those things, but it also includes that. Mm-hmm. So if that person owns certain people, certain institutions, those things are also included in their state. So, I mean, what happens then in this process of uh, getting or declaring or making legal this deceased estate? What, how do you go through the process? What's the first step? Yeah, so, so the most important thing is that when the family is going through, you know, uh, bearing the, the loved one, it, it's very difficult to even think about, you know, uh, what the, the, the disease owned and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is important that they consult someone that knows. It's usually a tennis, but your, your very close person is a property practitioner because they deal with this all the time. So what would then be required is that all the documents that pertain to to the disease have to be put together, like IDs and uh, marriage certificates and, and, you know, those kinds of documents. Yeah. And then the family must sit and say, okay, this person has passed on. Um, who can we nominate uh, in the family? Because the family, it can't just be, oh, nobody is first born or in the last born. <laughs> so, so then the family must nominate somebody. Mm-hmm. And that person that has been nominated has to be approved by the master of the high court. So okay. it's not like I have to talk cousin because they can speak good English. <laughs> um, it's about what the master of the, the master of the must approve that person. Um, and then they will then be assisted in, in getting the death certificate, uh, the, 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 death, the death notice. Sure. Um, getting the original will, bank statements, and policies. And then when, the, when the, the family has got all of these things, then they go to they report to the master of the high court that we now have all of these uh, documents. And I would also advise that, you know, get attorneys to help you in, in this process because an attorney is, is trained. They have the expertise to help you with this so that they can create a death notice. You know how we see in the newspapers, yeah. where they show people that have died. Yes. Uh, it is usually done by attorneys, mm. you know. Um, 
then they will also facilitate getting that letter of executorship from, from the master of the high court. And then, like I was saying to you, that it also involves the, the death uh, that you may have. So they must, they must also advertise in the, in the government gazette. You know, I, I remember many years ago that you know, we used to really look at the government gazette in, you know, in paper form. Right now, yes. it's online. But there are not too many people that go on, on to, to look at those things. But it has to be advertised there that this person has passed away so that it allows people that are owed by this person to come mm. forward and say, oh, yes, this person owes me. So even in death, you still have to honor your 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 death. Jeez, your death follows you to your grave. Oh, they follow you. And and I mean, you just mentioned now, just to recap, you said the person that the family chooses is the executor of the state, right? Yes. But what if the family does not get to, uh, they're just not agreeing on who will be the executor? Yeah, that's the sad part. It it happens so many times um, where the family, and and I can tell you, most families go through that. Mm. And the biggest reason is that we don't think about death whilst we are still alive. We don't appoint people. We don't make it known uh, of our wishes when we yes. do pass. Yes. So you find that everybody feels they are the ones that must do this. You know, so so it's, it's extremely sure. important that families must appoint someone or yes. the, the, the person that, and so, someone who, who really has an interest because you can look at uh, does the disease have children, Spouse, mm. um, because also we, we, we tend to overlook the spouse. Yes. Uh, because I immediately, you know, this is our brother, especially you know, if it's the guy that has passed on. And, you know, and so, yeah. What is the impact then on the potential buyer? So if now I am a potential buyer, I've seen the property has been, you know, declared and it's advertised, what's the impact on me? Uh, on the buyer. So uh, on the buyer, there are so many delays because you sign the, the, the offer to purchase, you think you've got the property. So the, the biggest, biggest person who must make sure that the buyer is protected is the property practitioner who should explain upfront that this matter is a deceased estate matter and these are the consequences. This is the process. And because for, for the buyer, it takes time. It should take anything up to 18 months mm. before the buyer can get the property. Sure. Um, and then you can also see where the buyer is now busy with the property. They know, okay, they are going to move in. And some people emerge. Like you we have a partner who has disappeared. Who's now coming and saying, no, Guam, this, this uh, but... <laughs> and, you know, and the buyer was not expecting that. Mm. And then sometimes, you know, um, I, I just had a very sad story with a certain family. They, they owned a, a family house, but among them, and then they, they wanted to sue the person. They came to us, sue the property. But when we did the investigations, the property has been long sold by one of the family members. But oh. obviously, that kind of a thing is a criminal uh, case. Um, so, so they have to follow the law to, in, in order to correct that. Sure. But we find that there are family members that will, make, that will try their best to ensure that the property doesn't get sold. But in the meantime, the buyer is there. And that is why it's so important that when a buyer gets into this kind of a transaction, they don't 
spend their money because we find that they have already paid until Serenso or Rakhadi Mangma, and they paid their money. Yep. And now, somebody who is the rightful owner of that property, a rightful beneficiary of the property, comes back, and they have the right to fight. And sure. now this person has paid their money because they thought it's a bargain. Yeah. So and listen to... Yeah, mm. listen to this voice note from the listener. Uh, good morning, Radio 2000. Uh, please ask the lady, how costly is this uh, winding up of an estate? I mean, uh, getting the lawyers and the, how costly is it? Should be people taking insurance now to cover those costs mm. of lawyers when they have to wind up their estate? Thank you. Very good question. Very good question indeed. And, and that is why so... So the cost of running up an estate is about 3.5% of the whole estate. So let's say you own a property, it's a million rand, you own a car, it's 100,000, whatever. So they put all of these things together. And mm-hmm. um, so, so the value of the estate is 3.5%. And the critical point that um, the, 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 the guy has mentioned is taking insurance because we have seen a lot of properties not getting to you know finality because the family does not have this three point five percent. So this three point five percent could be any amount. And it doesn't mean that simply because there is money in the state that the people that are remaining behind have got those thousands of rents to pay off their tenants or the banks to round up their state. So taking mm-hmm. insurance also is very critical because it safeguards making sure that you have this money to complete the rounding off of the estate. Yeah. So thank you actually for, for raising that. It's an incredible one. Mateleng, we also have a caller on the line. It's Temba. Morning, Temba. Here's Mateleng. Hi, morning, sis. Good morning. Morning, morning. Yes, my sister. My sister, um, I'm staying at my late, my late father's house here in Soweto. So my late father's house didn't uh, put us on the... Um, like, the title deed, we mean, I'm not there. So there was this guy who went to the master's and to the fraud. Uh, my late father's house is under his name. And and I went to the master's, I did the appeal, I won the case. So now we want to reverse the process. We're no longer getting the the guy. And the, 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 the my late father's house is, is under his name. So what must I do? It's uh. you club. Yes, that's my problem. Thank like you. My, father, my, father, my father passed away in 2012, but even now I'm, I'm still having the same problem. All right. Thank you, Temba. Um, Mateling will answer you on the radio. Okay. So from what I'm hearing, Temba say is the property is now in somebody else's name. Yes. So, so someone fraudulently put it so, under their so the name. Third part, yeah. So the third part for Temba is that you will find that Upaya, Upaya didn't know Emma uh, mm. the family troubles. And they may not have known. So if one they followed the correct process, then the person that they must go after is the family member that disposed of the property to the new person. And then in those investigations, you will find you will find whether the family member that did that uh, did it with the buyer or the buyer didn't know. But it's not even a question of just reversing it, especially after all this time, because. It means the person that bought the property is they also call it now their family home. Sure. They've probably done things on the property. So, so it's critical that Utemba finds the, the right attorney 
and, 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 and I think it's in government, there are places where you can go, like housing, where they can help you to try and check with you what really happened in this. And then they can also check who are the attorneys, but with the transfers. Mm. Because when attorneys do these transfers, they have to check who are the rightful owners, who are the beneficiaries of this property. There are siblings, there are abandwana, and all of that. And before they can transfer, it is incumbent upon them to make sure what they say. All right, Metzeleng, we are completely out of time. Thank you. We actually need to bring you back because mm. we need to unpack this so much more and the phone lines are buzzing. People want to ask you questions. So we're definitely going to have you back here on the show. I would love to come back here. Thank, Thank you for you. your time. I really appreciate Metzeleng Mukhodi, founder and principal of Snook Estates, talking about deceased estates and we'll be unpacking that in just a bit. Hashtag the takeoff at Radio 2000 ZA on all social media platforms. Be part of an award-winning team.